Hello, and welcome to The Voice of Business, the monthly radio show and podcast of the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce. I am Sarah Persing, the Membership Services Manager for the Gwinnett Chamber, and we are broadcasting from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio in the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. Each month, we feature and highlight businesses and business leaders that are members of the Gwinnett Chamber, and this month, we are very excited to showcase some more of our recent Small Business Award winners. The Gwinnett Chamber Small Business Awards showcase those that dare to start, sustain, and succeed in the community that supports them. They are the risk takers, the problem solvers, the dreamers, and the doers. And joining us today are Andrea Barclay with Because One Matters, Stephen Tomlinson with Level 7 Facility Services, and John Reynolds with Slow Pour Brewing. We are going to get right into it. And because I am the resident networker with the Gwinnett Chamber and coordinate all of our fun networking events, I want everybody to give me your best elevator pitch for your business. Andrea, don't look at me like that. You're a pro at this. You're a pro at this. All right, Stephen, we're going to start with you. I'm first. Um, okay, well, Level 7 Facility Services is uh, a commercial and industrial cleaning company, and we are managed closely by our principals, me and uh, my partner, Dave Hollister. And uh, we have built our business solely on the concept that we don't want our customers to ever think about us, ever. Uh, because in the cleaning business, you're the, kind of the offensive lineman in, in, of the service industry. And, and as soon as you do it wrong is when you're going to get noticed. Uh, and we, we've built a lot of good management models and recruited all the right people and put all the right pieces in place. And we have a, a long list of uh, prominent clients that would agree and uh, and trust us to, to manage their facilities. And we love you guys at the Gwinnett Chamber. That's right. We One of do. our most prominent facilities. I'm telling you, best customers ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andrea, same question to you. Give us your best elevator pitch. Sure. So Because One Matters is a nonprofit that serves foster kids in the state of Georgia. We're based in Lawrenceville. We strive to positively impact the lives of foster children that we serve. Um, we do this by creating lasting memory, memories, sh- sharing love, and empowering them to flourish into adulthood and to help provide the young adults that we serve to graceful transition into adult living. All right, and John, give us your best elevator pitch about Slow Pour. Uh, so Slow Pour Brewing Company, we're also based in Lawrenceville, um, and we believe that the moment matters. And so for us, that means coming together with family and friends and community and enjoying a beer together uh, or just playing a board game with your kids. Uh, you know, we're very family-friendly uh, environment, so we have things for, for the whole family to enjoy. Awesome. So. You do got you guys do have a great facility. Thank and they, they hosted I'll give a little a little shout out to Slowpore coming back post quarantine or lockdown as my child calls it. Um, Slowpore hosted our very first in person event in July when we were able to open back up and gather again and it was fantastic to be there and to be able to see people again. So um, their facility is great. You guys do have a great facility. Thank you. All right, John, we'll give you the next question. Your organization won small business award winner with six to twenty four employees. And that's that's pretty big. That's like small business of the year for that for that category of employees. What did that mean to you guys at Slow When we came to the awards show and I was looking over the list of the other nominees in our category, I was I was just thinking, well, we're just here to support whoever wins uh, this category because there were so many great businesses that were nominated. And then there was that video that plays along with the award winner and our video came up and I was like shocked a little bit, you know. So it was huge for us uh, and for for me uh, to be able to be there and to uh, accept the award other than having to give that 30 second speech, which uh, was, a, I was like, can we bypass that? 
But yeah, it was huge. Uh, meant meant a lot to us just to know that, especially with this year and everything that's gone on, for us to be able to pour into the community and be able to receive that back through this award for us, uh, it, it was kind of a culmination of, of of that for us. Absolutely, and for you know for companies and organizations that were hit so hard, which is, you know, the, the vast majority of businesses for, for recognition like that. That was, I know that was huge for you guys and something you're super proud of. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Yeah, thank you. All right, Andrea, same question to you. What did winning Community Contributor Award mean to you guys, you know, as a, as a nonprofit in the community that constantly gives back and that's just what you do and what, you know, you guys are made up of. What did that mean to you guys? I would have to echo what John said. You know, when I saw the names, I was like, okay, yep, <laughs> I'm not winning. And then when I saw the pictures come up, I'm like, oh my God, I just like crying because like this was just like, 2020 has been a tough year for us. We've not been able to do any fundraisers. We've not been able to do any of our programs that we had scheduled. It's our fifth year anniversary. We had a gala that we had to cancel. So this award really meant a lot to me um, because I was a little bit down because I'm like, okay, how do we get back up from, you know, start back over? And so it was a confirmation for me that you're on the right path. We're on the right path. So it was really appreciated. And I know awards like this, you know, none of you guys do what you do. You you didn't get into business for recognition. You didn't. You did it because you got into business because you had a passion and you wanted to live out that passion. But it always just means so much when every every ounce of your hard work is recognized. And especially with you guys who just constantly, that's what you are doing is you're giving and giving and giving um, to a very, very needy cause in our area, in, in the whole, you know, in the country, um, but especially in our little area of the world. I know that that had to mean a lot to you guys. So Thank y'all you. are doing great work. Thank you. Great work. And Steven, you guys won the, the big 25 plus employees <laughs> category. How did that feel to you guys? Oh, man, we certainly weren't expecting to. I mean, it's obviously a big field of finalists and we were happy to be there and be, and be mentioned. But, uh, you know, for us, particularly the cleaning business can really be a thankless job. And, and the people who are out there doing where the rubber meets the road, doing, doing what really matters, we try our best to make sure that they know that what they do is appreciated. But when you get to share something like that with them and say, you know, look, this is the kind of meaningful stuff that because you care about your job, the way that you do, you Absolutely. know, um, it, it really makes a difference. And so um, I, I think that that was that was kind of the biggest thing for us is to be able to share that with our team. Absolutely. And yep. you guys had a had a good little cheering section over there. Yeah. That was good. That, you know, and I was telling telling a group earlier when we get as chamber employees, we get so attached to you guys and we get we, we are your cheerleaders, whether you see it or not. We just get so into what you're doing and we just we adore you guys and then when you see you get excited when people win and then you cry when people win like there's there was a couple of them this time where I was just I was tearing up over there just watching the videos and just and that video at the beginning that shows about all about small that gave me goosebumps y'all so it 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 means I know it means a lot to y'all but it means so much to us that we can we can recognize you guys for all of the work that you're doing in the community. We're going to stick with you, Stephen. How about that? You ready? Sure. Okay. What inspired you guys to start Level 7? Really, uh, the last big recession (laughs) is is sort of at the root of it. Um, And and Level 7 doesn't quite go that far back, but my entry into the commercial cleaning contract uh, facilities management business does. And um, and, and the the condensed version of the story is that I originally had, uh, had an office cleaning business in college with a friend and then my career took many different directions throughout my 20s and into my 30s and 
um, had some successes and failures, but have always been an entrepreneur for the vast majority of my working life. I, uh, I had an opportunity uh, to, to talk to a buddy of mine who had a similar business model. And, and we were gonna, we, we kicked around the idea of going into some sort of, a sort of a partnership. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, we, we didn't, but we still keep in close touch. And you know, he's, he's been a mentor of mine for many years, but uh, yeah, that's the long story short is, is that what I saw is that it was a kind of a recession proof business. You know, people are always gonna need their buildings to be taken care of. And uh, so that was kind of the big motivator there at the yep. time. Definitely a recession for sure. For sure. That and hairdressers, I believe, are like everybody's always going to need a haircut. Don't ever do it at home. That's right. Always going to see somebody. That's right. right. Mm -hmm. All right, Andrea, what, what, you know, what was the the basis behind the inspiration of Because One Matters? You know, our story started more than 40 years ago. Um, I lost my daughter to SIDS, and after she passed away, at that time I didn't know, but God called me and he said, you know, I want you to get involved with foster care. And I did try, I did try to adopt, but the process was so tedious I gave up because I thought I was trying to replace my daughter, not God calling me. And fast forward 20 years later, I was in church at 12 Stone and um, PK said, if you can't do the big thing, you do the small thing. And God really, I physically felt him touch me and said, okay, now that you can hear me, I want you to go do what I told you to do 20 years ago. And that's what got, you know, that's what started it. What's been some of the biggest um, inspiration that you've gotten since starting? It's just, I know you've seen you've seen a lot over your time at Because One Matters. What's what's some of the best? It's stuff? the meeting the the foster parents because that's a tough job and people don't realize how much work it is. A foster parent, the rules and the regulations that they have to abide by, it's more than a you as a parent really have to do. You, you know the things that they're required to do. It's so much and the kids. You know, when we have birthday parties, oh my God, <laughs> we think we're doing something for these kids, but I always walk away feeling so blessed by these kids and just seeing the smiles on their faces and just meeting all the different organizations um, that I've met through the chamber and through different, you know, these, Gwinnett County is one of the best places to be in. You're right about that. You're right about that, and that's. I'll piggyback off of that. The relationship, the relationships that you make inside the chamber with the people that you interact with are some of the best ones that you'll you'll carry yes. through your professional career, because um, it's people that are constantly going to build you up and and help you grow your 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 company. So I'm I'm glad you feel that way. <laughs> that's a lot of what we experience too. You know, we I go into my networking programs trying to help people increase their networking ability and and, and make their their elevator pitches a little bit better but you, you know you guys don't realize how much you touch us either you know we, we cry when y'all win awards what are y'all talking about come on now all right same question to you john what what inspired you guys to start slow poor uh steven i know you'd mentioned you've been an entrepreneur for most of your life mm-hmm. and i'm uh, on the other side of that i uh out of college went into more of the corporate life and worked for about 15 years in corporate it doing quality assurance for software development and i would brew beer on the side in my front yard as a my business partner marty um, mazawi my brother-in-law he gave me a homebrew kit and so i would brew at home kind of as my creative release so i did that for a long time just started thinking about the fact at this time gwinnett county we didn't have a brewery to call our own at this time so i was talking to marty about that and never had the idea that we would do it ourselves just talking through that process and he was like well let's just start a brewery let's do it and I'm very 
shy or protective of things that I've created just because I don't want the, the criticism, you know, mm. so, For sure. but he kind of pushed, he kind of pushed me out there uh, and pushed us forward with that years ago. And so 2017, we opened our doors as Gwinnett's first craft brewery. And now today, I mean, Gwinnett, we have, you know, Monkey Wrench was nominated for an award as well. And we have Good Word and we have Indio and I mean, the list goes on and on now. So. That's it very cool. I, yeah. I'm curious, uh, when you were making the beer in, in your front yard as a hobby, what, what was your first go-to that you, you thought, okay, I'm on to something good here? What was, wh- which beer was the first one that was like, I'm, I'm getting good at this? I'm my own worst critic with that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> um, so I never was like, oh, yeah, uh, th- this, yeah. Is, this is great. I would give it uh, to my wife, and she would tell me if she thought it was good. The, the first beer I brewed was a disaster. It was, it was <laughs> awful. But... Uh, now I've stepped out of that role and we have uh, Matt Lamatina, who is our head brewer, who does that. And I just I just try to get out of his way because he's uh, extremely gifted at what he does. So there you go. Yeah. De- delegation. That's important. <laughs> yeah. Yes, for sure. Yep. Where did the name Slowpour come from? Gosh, uh, naming is uh, one of the worst uh, parts about brewery ownership. You cannot create a new name for a beer that has not already been done. Hmm. Uh, and the same is true with breweries. So we started out as 1821 Brewing Company because Lawrenceville was incorporated in 1821. Mm. But that's also uh, very popular in the alcohol industry in general with the 18th uh-huh. Amendment and the 21st Amendment. Oh. Mm. Uh, so uh, we, got, we got to cease and desist on that name <laughs> uh, pretty quick. Mm. Uh, so then we moved to Slow Down Brewing Company, and the whole point of that name was to slow down your pace of life uh, coming from technology. You know, I know the the uh, issues that that can cause. So put your phones down and just enjoy a a beer together uh, with community and family. But there's a slow down brown out of Anchorage, Alaska. (laughs) So then we went to slow pour. Same same idea, just changing the name. I love it. You guys have a very unique logo, too. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I like your logo. I'm I'm, I'm big on unique logos. Yeah. Thank you. Let's go... Let's stick with John. Who has been the most influential in your business journey? I would probably say Marty has been the most influential on me. Uh, just again, I came from a background of being very risk adverse. My job was to eliminate the risk in the product that I was testing. So it was just ingrained in me to be risk adverse. And Marty, he really pushed me forward from that and said, no, this is this is a good opportunity and we should do this and and kind of push me forward in that. And really implanted the idea in my head that, you know, I didn't want to get to the end of my life and look back and go, man, I could have done that. Mm -hmm. I can always go back to IT, right, at Mm -hmm. at some point. But it really put a unique opportunity in front of me to say, you know, if I don't do this, that's something I would regret. Good for you. Okay, uh, same question to Stephen. Who has been the most influential with you and your business journey? Hmm. You know, uh, that has changed a lot over time, I would say. I think uh, even though my dad was, my dad was a, a, a urologist, and so and he had a, a practice that he owned, and so in, in, a, in a sense, he was an entrepreneur in, in, in that sense, but a uh, small business owner. But he taught me and my siblings to um, always do the things you said you were going to do and, you know, the importance of integrity. And, um, and, and I think that that has definitely carried over into my career. And, and I had a, a, an uncle... Uh, have an uncle but he, he he's retired now too but he's he was successful in um, 
in the the railroad business, which you know sounds like he was in the 1800s or something. But <laughs> 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 so he started out in, uh, with freight cars, and, and anyway, he he was a he, he was a successful entrepreneur, and and has given me lots of advice over the years. And you know, we, we have consultants that we work with now, but I, I would say my partner Dave is is uh, as influential as anybody on me these days. We talk multiple times all day every day and uh you know i i learn a lot from the guy every day so well it's always good to have people in your corner that want the same outcome as you and that you feel my dad always told me if you feel like you're the smartest person in the room you need to go to another room yeah so i think that that's that's excellent that you Mm -hmm. guys are surrounding yourself with people that you can learn from because i mean you never stop learning i mean life is about lifelong learning so that's right. okay so andrea although your organization is classified as a small business it does make a big difference in the lives of others talk to us a little bit about your mission and how it makes a difference in the lives of others okay so you know i mentioned before that our mission is to create lasting memories for georgia foster children and really we want to do good in the community um, like i said i love gwinnett county and we want to make it a better place um, there are more than fourteen thousand foster children in the state of georgia have no fault of their own um, their homelessness or the absence of having a stable home a, per- a permanent home leave them a lot of time feeling scared abandoned and you know our goal is really to show them that them that they matter that they are loved, that their circumstances don't define who they are and they shouldn't let it define them, that they're beautiful, that they're smart, and that they could be anything they want to be. If someone was interested in becoming or getting into fostering, if they, if they felt the tug that they needed to become a foster parent, how would you encourage someone to go about getting started in that? I would tell them to reach out to Gwinnett County Defects and to learn, you know, because they have a, a, it's a sort of investigation gathery um, thing where they could find out more about what it, be to, it is to be become a foster parent. They could also go online. Um, there's a lot of information online. Um, they do have to go through impact training and all that. So I would definitely tell them to either reach out to Gwinnett Defects or there are several foster care agencies in Gwinnett County and in Atlanta um, that they could contact and just get some information on that. It is such an important issue facing, you know, it is. the state of Georgia, the country. You know, I grew up in a small town in South Georgia, and I feel like the the majority of the people my parents surrounded me with, uh, adults, you know, that they befriended that I was around, were foster parents. So wow. I have grown up around individuals that were foster parents, and I've grown up knowing people that have come in and out of my life that were foster children. And I can see, and a lot of them I keep up with today with the the wonderfulness of social media and you can see how their life was impacted because someone took the time to show them that they cared exactly exactly and and their lives could have taken a completely different turn and so I think that that is one of the the biggest issues facing you know youth in the entire country today is just the lack of people that that care about the foster Mm -hmm. system so thank you for doing what you do thank you Mm-hmm. Okay, really quickly, last question. Not really quickly, but last question. <laughs> I feel like it's such a natural thing to say, but last question. Don't do it quick. We want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> Andrea, if you could go back in time, because, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. See what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> if you could go back in time, what piece, knowing everything that you know now, what piece of advice would you tell yourself years ago when you were just getting started? Oh, I've got a long list, but I'm going to just stick to the top three. I would definitely become a member of the chamber much earlier than I did. Um, like mm-hmm. I said, the relationship, and I'm not talking about having a resource or 
getting someone to be involved in your business is the relationship, the friendship that you build in the Gwinnett Chamber. It is awesome. I've got so many friends, you know, someone I could call up and say, okay, I, I just need to pick me up or, or, hey, Andrea, I know this or whatever. So the, definitely joining the chamber, definitely doing more research in the community, talking to other business leaders to, in, that serve children to find out what they're doing and to just to make sure that what we're trying to do that someone else is not doing it and doing a good job at it and that's, you know, so we don't have 20 different organizations doing the same thing. and don't give up so easily when you knock on the door and someone say no keep knocking <laughs> they'll eventually get tired of you and, say yes. <laughs> <laughs> and i did that at first okay nope you know but yeah. no don't just keep going persevere yeah, yeah. that was that was the theme of of an earlier group was persevere it just persevere mm. yeah so john question to you same question i'll echo what you said about joining the chamber earlier i think uh part of that for us was as a as a leader, you're pouring into your team constantly, uh, and there's only so much liquid in that cup, and it has to be refilled somewhere. So I think the chamber is an excellent source for that with the different opportunities that are there, whether that's networking or anything else that's yeah. there. Um, and you mentioned, you know, working on the elevator pitch and <laughs> all of that, all of those kinds of things. I think that's sharpening the tools that you have. Um, so I think that that's an excellent thing. Um, another thing I would say is, we knew uh, when we started Slowpore how important relationship was, but no one knew about COVID and everything that would happen around that. I'd, I would just reemphasize that with myself moving into uh, starting this business that, you know, those relationships are the relationships that have carried us through this time. You know, it's been amazing to see as we've been walking through this season, uh, people coming in when we had to shut our tasting room down and people would come in to buy beer to go and they would come in twice a week and they would buy a case of beer. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm pretty sure you're not drinking all of that. You know, they would just come in and buy just to support local businesses. And I saw that all around Lawrenceville as well, uh, whether that's restaurants or, you know, people buying gift cards and giving them away and, you know, however they could support. It, it's been really awesome to see that. And that's all built on relationship. So having the community carry you through based off of, pouring back into the community. So I, I think that's what I would go back and tell myself. Absolutely. I've seen a lot of uh, support local spirit here lately, and it just, it, it makes you happy. It just really does. Yeah, it kind of, it kind of feels like, not to try to compare the two, but <laughs> it kind of feels like uh, in the country when, when 9-11 happened and everyone kind yes. of pulled together, um, it has a similar spirit and feel uh, getting through this mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. So For sure. Steven? What would you tell yourself? <laughs> Run! Move <laughs> uh, <laughs> <No>. faster! <laughs> I, uh, well, certainly, um, it, it's funny. I, I don't want to piggyback on what you guys have already said, but it is true, and, and that, that one is on my list. I, I definitely would have joined the chamber sooner, without a doubt, but I won't harp on that because I think that, that one's been <laughs> thoroughly explained. Um, it's, it's been a great experience for us, and we were late getting to the table, but uh, I think I would tell myself don't be afraid to delegate you know you can't you can't micromanage everything yourself you, you, if it's if it's ever going to be scalable then you got to bring in people who are smarter and better than you and let go and let them do their thing yeah um and, and once we started doing that is when we really get get got some traction but it took me a number of years and you know long 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 work weeks before i figured that out <laughs> long uh, work weeks <laughs> 
you know, we, we're all still working hard, but it, it feels like these days we're working smarter and we have all the right pieces in place. For sure. Um, Work smarter, not harder. That's it. And, and that had a lot to do with me sort of letting go, which was not easy. I struggle with that, too, yeah. to be honest. Like, I, I can, it's something as simple as if the tables in the Ed room have been moved and I have to put them back. It's gotten so bad to the point where if the whole staff is in there, they'll say, Sarah, how are we supposed to put these back? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so OCD. <laughs> so I struggle I with the same thing. It's awful. Yep. It's awful. I'm like, no, it's fine. I'll do it. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. So, well, thank you guys so much for being here with me today. I've thoroughly enjoyed hanging out with you. Uh, y'all are some of my favorites in one room. So I'm glad mm-hmm. that we got to we got to hang out today and talk to you a little bit more and, and celebrate your businesses and celebrate the win because um, it's it's a huge honor. You know, th- there's it thousands is. upon thousands of businesses in Gwin- Gwinnett County. And for you guys to be recognized as the creme de la creme, you know, it's, it's a, it, there's something to be said for it. So congratulations again. We're super happy for you. Absolutely. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. And thank you again to Andrea Barclay with Because One Matters, Stephen Tomlinson with Level 7 Facility Services, and John Reynolds with Slowpore Brewing Company for being with us today. This has been the Gwinnett Chambers Radio Show and Podcast, The Voice of Business on Business Radio X. You can enjoy any of our episodes anytime by visiting businessradiox.com, selecting the Gwinnett Studio, and then clicking on The Voice of Business. Until next time, I'm Sarah Persing, and you've been listening to The Voice of Business on Business Radio X. Thank you.